Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Welcome to the Game Week 17 pod of the FPL Wire, powered by Dreamset Co. I'm your host, Zofa, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Late Riser. How's it going, buddy? Good morning to you, Zoff. Uh, you're quite the morning person. Prefer podding at this time of the hour? Absolutely. Just post gym. I had a good gym session also today. Hit a new squat PR. Happy about that. Nice, nice, nice. Tell us about your game week. How was it? Decent. 70 points with Gallagher. First sub. You know, we were talking about it. It was a dilemma that went right up to deadline. And I only made the switch when we got news that Pinnock was possibly out for Brentford. So I put King in over him. And we didn't have clarity as to where he would be playing. We didn't have news on this huge Levoivich thing. But I came close to selling him twice. Once right before the deadline and once right after the deadline because I had exact cash. But I held on and I'm actually glad I held on. He looked amazing yesterday. The second goal especially, what a goal. Brilliant. Yeah. It, it, it was the first 25-30 uh, minutes where you knew that, okay, this guy's on it. And, this and I messaged you. Remember I told you that like you know yeah. today Gallagher's banging. As soon as I could just yeah. see that in the first five minutes. Exactly. Thankfully, I did start him. Uh, I had the inverse relationship. I sold Bumo for a hit, uh, which didn't work out quite well. But uh, no regrets uh, with that transfer. I'm uh, pretty well placed in terms of how I want my team to be. 76 minus 4. And we move. All right. Let's, uh, we'll try to make this snappy because we want to keep it uh, to a lesser time limit so that people have time to consume this. So let's right. start with let's the go. sponsors. sponsors. Dreamset Go is a global portal for fans to gain access to sporting events around the world. Wait, this is the older one. I'm sorry, guys. We'll go back to that one. Dreamset Go is India's first sports travel and experiences platform, offering a range of premium, end-to-end, authentic experiences across football, cricket, tennis, F1, rugby, and golf, among others. From matchday hospitality to VIP stadium tours, from private meet and greets with athletes and legends to exclusive access to their training sessions, Dreamset Go curates the most fulfilling sports travel packages for fans like you. And all the stats that you see on the pod are from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Please become a member if you haven't already. It really helps us. And uh, you just need to click on the link in the description below. Right, so if we'll go game by game. 
There we go. Let's go. Game by game. And let's start with Brentford, Watford. What do you make of this game, Zoc? Did you manage to catch the game or did you see the highlights? Caught some of, caught some of it. Kept dozing in and out. And what I could tell, it was a pretty even game. First half, Watford played well. Second half, they were quite defensive. There's a lot of talk going on about the whole Dennis versus King thing. The stat tables, football is played on grass, etc., etc. And it was interesting to see that King was actually playing wider after we all went for King over Dennis primarily because he played in a central role. The Tinker Man put him on a wide role this time. Yeah. That, that was the interesting bit for me. Uh, not that it affected the game. Maybe King would have had more chances if he was more central. But Dennis scored from a corner and King hit the post. So I really don't think there is much in it at the moment, the way they are playing. And neither, neither of us expected uh, uh, Renere to play Dennis up front, you know, out of the blues. But uh, what I took out from this game was that I saw the first half. Uh, it looked like a championship level game. To me, there wasn't much quality. Pumo, to his credit, was actually looking like the best player on the pitch. But uh, neither teams look like they're in a good moment at the moment. Yep. And even Bumo, he I think he had a combined XGI besides the pen of 0.12. So while he looked good, the <laughs> underlying numbers were absolutely horrid besides the penalty. Yep, yep, yep. Also, just want to apologize uh, in advance to our listeners. I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold and a cough. So the... Sound might be a little off. Just wanted to say that. And if you're already listening to us on the YouTube stream, make sure you're hitting like and subscribe. It helps us get discovered. Any any uh, FPL takeaways? If you're owning King or Dennis, I think it's an easy hold. What do you think? I like the. It was interesting to see the comments Ranieri made before the game. I thought he's pretty much given up on defense, going all out attack. He said multiple times during the pre-game, clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet. I found that interesting. Are they possibly going to go more defensive over the next few games or they just can't defend and going all-out attack? Something to monitor. I mean, they they want to go defensive. Did you see his post-match interview in Match of the Day? No, he I didn't was catch his post. He was so upset with the team because the goals that they conceded the were year, very... Yeah. Yeah, they were incredibly stupid errors, especially the penalty that they gave. Uh, two or three of the defenders had at least multiple chances to clear the ball. But they kept clearing and giving it to the player uh, on the fields, which led to the goal. So he was very clearly upset about that. Uh, so while he wants to talk about shape and you know keeping clean sheet, it, it's the basic instinctive uh, defensive capabilities of the defenders that Watford have, which is an issue in my opinion. Let's talk about Bumo. You think he's worth keeping for the United game? You guys look not that great defensively. Yeah, yeah, he's. Okay, especially because it looks like he could be on pens. I don't know what's happening with Ivan Tony at the moment. because I don't it, think he can make the United game. The stock he might, but I think he's going to be possibly cutting it close. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that he could make the United game, which is a factor. But if you have a chance to move on to a Gallagher, I much prefer him this week as an option, who's got a good run of fixtures as well. So if you have Gallagher in your thoughts and it's a move that you're thinking about, I'd make the switch. And also worth yeah. mentioning, you guys aren't really aware the United game against Brentford is possibly in doubt to a number of COVID cases at Man United. So wait for late news on that. Don't be making any early moves, I think, until tomorrow evening. Yeah, we have just two two teams that you need to watch out for from a COVID perspective. It's United as well as uh, Aston Villa, who had a COVID case as well. So both teams are uh, going to see a huge influx of incoming transfers given the fixtures that they have. So you just need to hold on to your moves until as late as possible. Move on, Man City. Man City Wolves, yeah, we can talk about that. I didn't watch the second half after the Jimenez red card, but I thought the refereeing by John Moss 
was atrocious. We had a bunch of penalties this weekend, and I thought that this was by far the most contentious. It was not even contentious. It was just not a pen. I don't see how it can be given as a pen. I don't see a world in which this is a penalty. So yeah, that was quite unfair. But uh, what a brain fart from Jimenez. I get that the first foul wasn't uh, probably a foul. And he just gave uh, uh, fouls to City players just before that. So he was probably under pressure. But uh, then Jimenez doing what he did in terms of, you know, just irritating the ref at that point. And he's an experienced player. He should just back off at that time. But let's let's talk about the game from an FPL perspective. Uh, City mids, what do you make of them? Has the hierarchy of orders changed for you at all? So I was quite worried as a Bilva non-owner. He got inside the box a lot. He was often the forward player. In fact, Gundogan was the one playing a deeper role. I, was, I didn't see Gundogan making those late runs into the box at all. Bilva was there and thereabouts. And I think he was drifting out to the right. So what was happening, it was Cancelo who was sort of drifting in. So maybe that's why his point potential was a little bit limited. But he looked very dangerous, always constantly in the box, in the right areas. That being said, I think City had a far worse team without Foden. They, yep, yep. They didn't have that much cutting edge, I thought. Even though the chances, and especially in the first half, they offered very little. Yeah, as soon as Foden came on, he had two really good chances in the game as well. He looked sharp. Whatever little worry I had about his niggles, I don't really have them anymore. He's the one I'd recommend. And I I was hoping that he'd get a 20-minute uh, cameo. I was w- willing to take the one point. I was hoping to get a 20-minute cameo because, because we've always mentioned it, right? That the money games are the next to the Leeds and the Newcastle games. You want your city attackers to play that game. So uh, I think Bilva and Foden are the ones to go for. Right now. In terms of priority, I would still prefer Bilva because I don't like players who are managing injuries. All it takes is like, you know, one slight flare up and the games are all close. Because this week, the turnaround is a bit longer, right? You have Tuesday and Sunday. Then the next week, we are talking about a Sunday to Saturday turnaround. I'm still not too worried. I just think you go for the pick that you you think is better. Yes, there isn't much between a Bilva and a Foden, but my opinion is Foden just looks like the more direct player to me and also with uh, Gundogan uh, Gundogan owners you need to watch out for uh, Pep's press conference because apparently he spoke in the post press conference he spoke about Gundogan dealing with a back uh, issue at the moment so just something to monitor if that looks like that might uh, be a problem going forward I'd switch to either of these two midfielders so just need to wait and watch for that news but what that might lead to is uh, De Bruyne might be playing in midfield now and uh, if De Bruyne is playing in midfield, I think the system changes a little and how Pep uh, fine-tunes that and how how it affects the players, that that's something worth monitoring. Because again, we know that De Bruyne likes to play right central mid, which is the position that Bernardo Silva is occupying at the moment. And he's developed real chemistry on that side as well. So we don't know what might uh, happen there. That said, you, you easily go for these two players. Definitely. There is one player who's been uh, absolutely killing it in the underlying statistics, and that's Raheem Sterling. Still an option for you. I, I don't see myself going there because of the price of Foden and uh, Bilva at the moment. So Pep's pre-game press conference was also interesting. They asked him specifically about Foden, etc. being rested. And he said, today these players play. And said, Tuesday, they're going to be totally different players. The player, He mentioned three, four times that he's going to make changes for Tuesday. And that's probably keeping in mind Leeds because they require a lot of stamina to play against Leeds. So even though Sterling scored the pen, it wouldn't surprise me to see Mares. Probably starting in that position. Interesting. Interesting. That is interesting. Bilva, I think, is good to play this game. Bilva is absolutely good to play. I think Gundogan will probably miss out. I would expect Grealish for Foden. Yeah. 
that, that can happen and i think i still accept maybe jesus to play this game because they do need runners in this game uh, you know i think leeds's performances in the last 3 or 4 game weeks have been really really good they've been very difficult to play against and i've seen this quite consistent so i think pep will be aware of that and uh, he'll put on a strong team yeah, uh, just uh, from an fpl point of view in case our listeners don't know cancelo got his fifth yellow card so he is suspended for this game against leeds united so you need to make sure that you have another playing defender don't sell him at all easy hold uh, pep's most important player and probably one of the best assets in the game at the moment so make sure you're not selling uh, just wanted to cite sterling's uh, numbers though because uh, in the last 6 game weeks he's got 16 chances created so he's been very creative playing on the right hand side as well uh and he's had 10 shots in the box and five big chances so really really strong number still doesn't uh, make me go there because you have similar output level city midfielders available for 4 or 5 million cheaper so i i can't see myself going there okay Gundogan sell or not is a tough question. We have somebody asking that in the chat. I would still sell because Pep not only mentioned the back injury, he mentioned that Gundogan is not currently playing well. The yeah. red flag. Irrespective, wait for Pep's press conference and see if you get more clues. Because, yep. But yep. I wouldn't be opposed uh, to doing the move from like Gundogan to a Foden or Bilva. I don't think that's a sideways move. Yeah, because you want assurance for the next two games. That's that's, that's the main thing. From Wolves, Wolves, nothing to talk about. I just want to talk about give credit to the player that is uh, Ait Nuri because in two games back to back he shut down Sterling on that right hand side and before that he did pretty he did a very good job against uh, Mo Salah as well just think he's a really really good player I think that wing back position is his at the moment the fixtures are not great still uh, you wait for jumping on him but Wolves defensive numbers Wolves defensively as a unit are a good team so i think once the fixtures do become better he's a player we go towards yep. they're not an easy fixture for any team not at all not at all move on to arsenal yes would you want to start this not really much to talk about i think southampton were quite poor that was my takeaway from it yeah they were quite poor arsenal created so much arsenal took a while to get into the game the first 20 minutes they were struggling with the press that the saints had on but then once they the the goal that they scored the first one was also great it uh, was playing from the back they persisted with the press which was great and uh, after that they just created so much in the game so from an attacking point of view i don't know if it was arsenal attack or it was southampton defense uh, that led to it but they created tons uh, odegaard scoring 3 in 3 is he an option not for me i think there are much better options there's so many like you have your gallagher's midfield is crowded with options Yeah, and I just don't know what happens with Odegaard once ESR is fit now and he comes back into the team, right? That's the problem. One of Martinelli or uh, Odegaard have to uh, leave the team. I don't think Odegaard leaves given the form he Martinelli is probably. in. Martinelli probably, right? But uh, if I was going for an Arsenal midfielder, I'd still have uh, Saka and ESR. Uh, maybe ESR. I don't know what's up with the fitness issues there, but I'd, Saka looks like the more secure, nailed one, and he's always involved. He's much more direct, so I'd go for uh, Saka. That's it. The fixtures. aren't really that great i mean they've got west ham at home right now after that they have two decent fixtures in leeds away and norwich away norwich is not the same easy fixture that it was and after that they got wolves city spurs uh, so i don't know if right now is the time to plump for an arsenal attacker what about ramsdale do you think if people need a new goalkeeper i think this week probably shouldn't be an issue it was more last week is it is getting ramsdale in possibly sideways you think the ship has sailed i don't think so uh depends because if you're a guaita owner 
you don't sell because the fixtures for Palace look really, really good. If you're a De Gea owner, you don't sell because United's fixtures are really, really good. So only way you're thinking about this is we own a Sanchez, right? Because these are the keepers that people are owning. If you're moving away from a Sanchez still, I have no problems whether you go for uh, De Gea or Ramsdale. I don't think there's much in it. Completely agree. And also, I don't think next week we're looking at this fixture. Southampton had a fair few chances themselves. I don't think this is necessarily yeah. a tough fixture for the away team as well. Arsenal do give up a good amount of shots. Exactly. Exactly. What I've noticed though, and I want to actually look into the data for this, is the XG per shot conceded from uh, Arsenal. Because Ramsey does tend to make a not lot. Not very high. He, just makes very them, high. he makes them look spectacular. And, and they're not really... So, what I've noticed, even in the Saints game, they considered a ton of shots from outside the box. So, I want to know if this is a trend. It's something we probably need to look into. Deeper. But yeah, they didn't have that many like big chances conceded. You're spot on about that. Yeah. Southampton, though, uh, have some injury issues at the moment, especially up front. <coughs> With uh, Roger, Archie Adams and Armstrong maybe feeling in injuries. I was actually looking forward to getting Roger in as a eighth attacker for Locardio because he looked really good in the past two or three games. Saints fixtures are pretty decent, but we just don't know with the injury situation. And also, Livramento's stock you have to feel has gone down a lot. I think defensively, they're a lot more shoddy. Caballero isn't as good as their other two keepers. So, Livramento's is not as good a sub as we thought. Maybe now you're relying on attack a lot, but it was interesting that they switched to a back three at a point in the game where he was playing as a wing back. He plays that sort yeah. of role. He's probably a bit more effective in attack. I did not know that they switched to a back three in the middle. Probably also because they were missing Salisu, who's been so good for them. What's, what's up? Why did he miss this game? Was it a suspension? Injured. I think it's an injury. He's injured. Might be wrong that okay. the chat will probably tell us. I don't think he's suspended. Okay, because that that's somebody they were missing as well because he's been quite good for them this season. So but I think Stephens is back. I still think Salis was above uh, Stephens in the pecking Completely. order because no, of just no, definitely. how good. Yeah. The next two are decent for Southampton. Crystal Palace away, Brentford at home. Fixtures are still good uh, for Southampton right until game week 22. So if you're in the market and uh, for a cheap attacker, I don't mind going for Broja now. I think he's, he just, he's just a... Yeah, based on the injury news that we get later. That's next game. Chelsea leads. Yeah. What yeah, you game. messaged me after the game saying you lost your voice. I voice completely, completely lost my voice. My dad thought that something <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea what was going on. He was just screaming because we were so poor defensively. Even after Alonso's tackle on Rafinha was shocking. We gave the Gerhard so much space. And even after we went 2-1 up. We weren't creating chance after chance after chance. So there's definitely, I think, the confidence of the team has taken a knock. But Rudiger, what a guy. I think we have to do a Ferdinand. Let him sign, put the contract on the table. Let him put a number. Let him sign it. We need Rudiger in that team. He's such a leader, such an alpha. But in yeah. terms of... So, the, sorry, in terms of a lot of questions about Alonso. Let's tackle that first. A lot of people have been messaging even before we started the stream. Is Alonso going to keep his place going forward? And my answer is purely due to lack of alternatives. Who else would we probably play? Because he tried Saul against Zenit. Saul was absolutely catastrophic. We might see Hudson Adoy there as an option. That's the only one I can think of. Aspie? Aspie, the problem is he would be, we would be very limited in attack. And he needs someone with more attacking impetus on that side. 
Absolutely. And I don't think Everton is necessarily the fixture where he'll be as much concerned about defending. If this was like, let's say, away to Villa, maybe you would consider it. But home to Everton, who themselves look quite poor at the moment, I think he's going to play Alonso. Now, let's have a look at the fixtures for Chelsea. Now, this is over the next, I think this is what, nine games. Chelsea are ranked bottom of the ticker and this is primarily due to the two fixtures they're going to be missing in 24 and 25 because of the club World Cup. And prior to that, they have Spurs, Man City and Liverpool. The run before that is Everton and Wolves, which is sort of to this weekend, which I don't mind. Villa away, I think we'll probably concede. Brighton at home, we might keep a clean sheet. But after that, I would probably be looking to get off Alonso. If, if at all, uh, you are, uh, again, selling Alonso to fund some move in your team, would you be okay with that? Absolutely. Even this week, because even against Everton, I have very little confidence of a clean sheet. The one good thing is Kante is supposedly back in training. He's expected to be on the bench midweek and probably in the squad for, like starting for Villa, uh, Wolves. We really need and- Kante back. And Kovacic isn't far as well from what I've read, right? Kovacic had COVID. So I don't know. And apparently it's quite mild in terms of symptoms. So I'm not sure when the 10-day isolation ends. But that, I think it yeah. would be pretty soon now. I think that completely changes how we perceive the Chelsea team as well. Because this it's it's this midfield also that makes your t- team tick. Like, uh, just makes your entire team look a lot better as well. So I'd wait because essentially once Kante and Kova are back, you have your team fit. I don't see any injuries in your team except for Ben Chilwell, right? And because Werner and Lukaku are gaining fitness as well. So Chelsea will be in a good space very, very soon once these guys are back and uh, I wouldn't be in a hurry to sell uh, at the moment. Even uh, Alonso, I think Everton have had some issues in set-piece defending as well. So that's where you like your chances as, as an Alonso owner in that game. Uh, I think the, the gap between the Everton game and the game after that is pretty short though, right? So that's something you might be worried about? I'm not sure of the dates exactly. We'd have to go back and check on that. But I don't know. It's very hard to predict whether what he's going to rotate the fullbacks. If anything, I might expect James because I think James has also suffered a bit of a dip in form. I know we look at like, you know, the last four games, he's got one point in total and the underlying numbers just aren't there in terms of chance creation or shots in the box. Possibly because he's having to drop deep a little more to cover the midfield. Easy. He still says 13 chances created, I think, in the last six game weeks, which isn't too bad. Uh, but a lot of it are from those first two. That first two games, says. yeah. Exactly, exactly. I, I still wouldn't be too worried. I, I also think because on paper, Kante plays in the right central midfield role, right? Uh, where, which is Reese James's side. And Kante just offers so much protection to James, which uh, enables James to just go forward a lot more and I think we've seen that also there's like Baker mentioned on the previous pod as well there's been a little bit of holding back with the midfielder too that you guys have been playing so I think that will change also once Kante is back easy hold hold him through the fixtures he's still one of the best defenders in the game easy hold let's talk about Mason Mount a little bit I think he's by far our creative in terms of attack I wouldn't be plumping for Lukaku because I think fitness is still an issue but Mount is taking set pieces again which is very encouraging and constantly about in the box. I don't mind him as an alternative if you can't afford a City mid in terms of minutes. He's quite secure. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, just good to see Timo Werner hitting a bit of form as well. 
not recommending him as an FPL asset, but I was very, very impressed with his Champions League performance. Uh, the goals that he took, I thought, I thought were really, really good. I hope that he carries on from where I admire the player, I like the player, I make uh, uh, no secret of that. So, hoping he continues from there. Leeds, they played quite well. I was quite impressed with how much energy and enthusiasm they showed. Rafinha, besides the penalty, he had one chance, but I think that was offside later on. But I don't think he's sort of a perma player, isn't he? Even in the next few fixtures. I mean, uh, who's he facing in the next three? Against City, Arsenal and Liverpool. I mean, the only team I wouldn't have a problem, uh, I would maybe consider not playing against him is City. I don't mind him playing against Arsenal or Liverpool, given the way Leeds are playing. Especially because Bamford out penalties are a huge thing. They're a huge thing. They're a huge thing. Would you sell if, let's say, you have no fires in the team? Would you sell for a Gallagher or a City midfielder? Gallagher or City midfielder or even Bowen? I would do that. You? Yeah. I wouldn't sell for Bowen this week because Bowen's playing Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. And I just like the penalty factor. Uh, it's big. That's all. But only yeah, just, but to, still... just to want to read it, he's on four yellow cards. And the amnesty period ends after game week 19. So that's still three game weeks he has to get through. You're talking about Gallagher? No, Rafinha as well. Rafinha as well. These all, they're both that on four yellow cards. Uh, tough call because uh, he's been getting the points, but they just, they're just yeah. penalties and crosses at the moment. He's not really getting. But every time you watch him, he still looks really yeah. lively. So, tough call. I don't know what to make of that. But I think I'd, I'd plumb for Gallagher. I like the Southampton fixture a lot for Everton as well. And uh, Southampton City fixture mids, for Palace, you mean? For Palace. For Palace, yeah. yeah. And the City mids are... City mids, level above, I believe. Move on to Liverpool? Yes. Did he watch this game as someone who didn't captain Salah? Mm, I saw 15 minutes of the game. I was trying to focus as much as possible on the Chelsea game because it is difficult to watch uh, Liverpool because they're just so bloody good. Uh, it's not good for the heart. So, no, I watched 15 minutes of it, 75 minutes I saw the Chelsea game. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of people who are regretting starting Jota this week. Didn't have auto subs come on, including myself. But it is worth mentioning that after he came on, he had two big chances. So he could have got a big haul and he's still the highest non-penalty XG of any player this game week. Yeah. Based on the information uh, that we had, uh, I would have started Jota 10 on 10 out of 10 times. Uh, irrespective of what happens. Because I still think that 30 minutes of Diego Jota is greater than 90 minutes of any other midfielder at his price point at the moment. And I'm we just didn't know that he would be benched because ultimately if he trained on that Friday, there was no, it's not impossible for Klopp to chuck him in on the Saturday yeah. to start. Exactly. And the gap between a Jota and uh, Minamino and Ox and Origi who are uh, his options that Klopp has playing at that level, is a wide gap. And that's what I, it was in my head as well. Because I figured that Aston Villa are a good team. They would be difficult to break down. So it wouldn't be a surprise if Jota did come on for the past 35-40 minutes. And I thought Klopp would be aware of that because Villa isn't an easy fixture. So it's exactly what happened. Jota did get two big chances. He just didn't uh, uh, put them at the back of the net. So zero regrets and I'd play Jota in this situation 10 out of 10 times. He's just... Like, like I said, after Salah, he's the best pick in the game right now. Agree. Yeah. Touch upon Villa, they were well, quite good. Sorry, go I, I, before that, just, just, just want to mention uh, one thing is, uh, does Firmino coming back, because he did train uh, before uh, Friday, as far as we know, does that worry you a little about Diego? A little bit, but it, he wasn't even in the squad, was he? 
I don't think so. He wasn't even on the bench for Mino, so you'd expect him to get some minutes managed. And I don't think Klopp will be too adventurous with him, given that he knows the other two boys are off to Afcon. Later on, he can't yeah. possibly rush it. Risk Firmino back. So I think until we see two or three appearances off the bench for Firmino, we don't really need to worry. I would still buy Jota. If Once, I didn't have him, I'd still buy him. Because Newcastle. Yeah, and I think Klopp needs Newcastle up. Klopp next. Needs, Sorry. Klopp needs to keep in keep him in rhythm as well, right? Uh, because Jota is the one going to be playing when Salah and Mane are off to AFCON. So Jota just needs to get minutes in his legs. I don't think he can afford to, uh, you know, sit try. Maybe one rest, but that's something that you're going to expect from Salah and Mane as well. I think one rest is going to come at some point. Absolutely. Villa? Yep. Uh, played well. Uh, Gerard, uh, team is continuing from where they left off. Uh, looked like a really, really solid unit. Marvelous Nakamba playing as that six has been the main change. It's the main thing that he's done is uh, Smith used to play two holding midfielders who weren't really holding midfielders in, uh, and used to have a pivot of Lewis and McGinn, which didn't really work. And uh, what he's simply done is he's gotten Nakamba in, playing as the six, sitting in front of the defence. And Lewis is playing as an eight and McGinn is playing as an eight. McGinn, Lewis, and it was, used to be Ramsey sometimes as well. And that's just worked for their shape a lot. Uh, they just look like a really, really difficult team to beat. I'm very much interested in them from an FPL point of view. I think uh, looking at cash as a 5 million defender option is just somewhere you go if you're looking for somebody in that price bracket. Because Villa are all top of the season ticker until game week 23 as well. They've got great fixtures and I like them from a defensive point of view. And Watkins as a striker, uh, really like, especially for this crunch December period because he's a fitness monster. Uh, I expect him to play 90 minutes week on week just because of how fit he is as a player. So, Villa defense, Watkins, good picks. Do you have a particular pick on cash versus target? Because I was possibly looking at that route if I need money for a city. Do you have a preference on either? I don't think we I've deep-dived enough to have an opinion. Cash is just a better player. And I think there's 0.3 million in it at the moment. I think target's 4.7 and cash is 5. Uh, Cash is also getting a lot of penalty touches and shots. The problem is he's not really good at finishing at the moment. But hes I like the fact that he's getting in there a lot more. And slight worry with uh, Target is that Ashley Young is still there, hanging around. You know, he played in the front three at the moment. But let's say the fixture crunch uh, comes. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Target randomly rested for Young one game. I don't see that, that happening on the other side with Cash. Speaking of uh, the front three, you've got a magic bean, as Joe calls him, Ramsey, and you fortunately bought the right one. How was he? Yeah. Do, you still, do you still think he's an option going forward? Uh, that's the problem. He didn't really get much of the ball in this game uh, and uh, didn't really contribute much. Uh, but uh, waiting, I'm probably going to start him against Norwich. I'm hoping he flays in the front three, but I'm not very optimistic about that because uh, I think he's going to play Watkins. I think he's going to play Bundia. Uh, in that game. It's a third spot between him and Young and maybe uh, Ings. But I don't think uh, Smith prefers going in with two strikers at the moment. So if he does go with three, I think Ings will play the striker and Watkins might move on to the... Oh, you mean Gerard? Sorry, I got confused with Smith. Gerard, Gerard, Gerard. Sorry, Gerard. <laughs> yeah. It's early morning. I need to get another coffee in place. Apologies for that. But yeah, that's the problem. He's, he's, he's a punt. He's a risk. He's just a risk. Uh, I was looking at all the 4.5 million assets and uh, it was between him, Louise, Gilmore and Brownhill. And he just seemed like the one who has a potential to have the highest upside. I had a long chat with uh, Adam Hopcroft and Tom Freeman as well. And uh, 
Hopcroft told me go for him because if he plays in the front three, you're hitting gold, and he's sort of like a cheat code. So need to see what happens in the next two games. Uh, but uh, uh, pretty optimistic watching what happens there. Move on, Norwich United. Move on. Why don't you start? Norwich United? Yeah. Why don't you start? Uh, <clears throat> so we weren't that great in this game uh, at all. Uh, that said, we did create a fair bit. Ronaldo did Ronaldo things uh, in terms of getting. He should have and could have had two goals quite easily uh, in this game. Apart from the penalty, there was a chance where he shot beating two players. And then in the end, when Rashford uh, set the ball up for him as well, glorious opportunity yeah, to make it. That one especially, really, I thought there was a goal. Yeah, you expect Ronaldo to put that in the back of the net nine out of ten times. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, uh, not looking that great. Still think Ronaldo is the one to get from our team. Uh, if at all you're looking for a United attacking asset, I can't really recommend anybody else. Uh, hoping uh, Rashford either moves playing as one of the tens or or is not playing at all because Greenwood just looks a lot better in that position next to Ronaldo at the moment. Rashford, I was hoping that he'd come back the player that he was before injury, but he's not really looked good. His decision making, I mean, the kind of things I've uh, spoken to the screen while watching United play and Rashford's decision-making. I mean, I was pulling my hair every five minutes. Just not happy with his decision-making at the moment. Sancho looks really good. I just like him as one of the tens. But again, the same thing applies. I'm not sure about him as an FPL asset. I think as a ball progressor and what he does for the team is really, really good. Bruno, I'm worried about. It's been about three or four games where his form has dipped and his passing was quite wayward. Uh, so that is something I'm worried about. Wouldn't recommend him as an asset as well. So if you're going United, you go Ronaldo in attack, or you don't go United attacker at all. Defense. From a defensive perspective, uh, again a little shaky. Norwich created quite a bit. They could have uh, easily had a goal or two. Uh, Degas responsible for that clean sheet. Uh, but at 4.4, 4.5 million, I still don't mind a lot because think- it's the price bracket. It's a price thing, right? Because I, I do think he will yeah. get give Van Bissaka the odd game. I don't think Van Bissaka is completely going to get frozen out over the Christmas. I would expect maybe Dalot to start three out of five, four out of five. Uh, no, uh, what I said on the previous pod still applies. It requires one Dalot shitter for uh, Radnik to give Van Bissaka a chance, and if Van Bissaka does well in that game. Then he keeps his position. I think that is the situation. So, and Dalot isn't that great defensively that's the problem uh so it depends on the performance it's a risk at that price just know that it's a risk it, it isn't in any way nailed on that he's going to play four out of five games it's very much performance focused bit off-putting in this period yeah with games very close and tell us on shaw i think shaw probably once he's fully fit comes back yeah but tell has been good he hasn't done bad either so i don't know how much he'll change uh in terms of the setup I really hope Greenwood starts the next game, though, uh, alongside uh, Ronaldo. That That is my main ask. I'm not happy seeing Rashford in that position. Right. In terms of Norwich, yeah. I would just say possibly the only takeaway from Norwich is I don't think they're as easy a fixture no. as they were no. probably. I think the other teams you should probably target a bit more. Agreed. Agreed. And they look decent in attack as well. So it's not a nailed-on clean sheet fixture as well right now. You know, if I'm talking about clean sheet fixtures, I much uh, prefer my... Defenders playing maybe a Wolves at the moment who are not doing much in attack. I don't even mind uh, them facing a Brighton maybe because the strikers are not so great. Uh, Norwich can create a fair bit at the moment. It's just whenever the ball's 
and i've seen that against spurs as well the whenever the ball is falling to pookie he's fluffing his lines at the moment and the ball is ball is falling to him for a fair bit right in the center of the box but uh, he's not converting it at them right burnley west ham <laughs> why don't you talk about this game i just need to give my throat a break yeah. burnley doing burnley things this is what they usually do in the winter months they keep clean sheets especially at home So I don't think they offered much in terms of attack. West Ham were much better in the second half. Rice was progressing the ball a lot. Bowen created a few chances, took a fair few number of set pieces. He was always in and about the box. I think the guy like you know just making the pass made the wrong decision, but a lot of times he was in that 6-yard box in good position to take the shot. But it just didn't yeah. get the ball. So I think he's still a good pick for the go- games going forward. It's a great pick. If I have uh, in fact I you know moved around my team to get antonio antonio still was in and around the box he just isn't as sharp as bowen looked even with his movement movement at the moment so zero shots zero uh, chances created antonio had a bad game had a bad game his movement wasn't great bowen looked a lot sharper have no comms going for a bowen in fact i might plump for him after this week uh, because uh, west ham are playing arsenal at the moment it just looks I, like I, a good like pick we talk, i don't think the arsenal fixture is a bad one it's not a great one but i think the way west ham work right they they like playing on the counter So it didn't work well as much against Burnley because Burnley were naturally camped. They were parking yeah. the bus against Arsenal. I think they're going to get a lot more chances on the counter. Yeah, but also what happened is when they were camping, whenever the balls were getting played from the wide areas, Bowen was the second striker. He was assigned to be in the center of the box next to Antonio. He was always hovering around. He's also quite trigger happy with the amount of shots he likes to take. If he's got a shot on, uh, just a little bit outside that he'll take it on. So. like everything about him as a pick even cresswell's not on the uh, pitch right now he is taking set pieces from one side of the pitch as well so that's also something that works in his yeah. favor i just wanted to highlight some stats here particularly for bowen in terms of xg non penalty this is for the last 6 matches is 1.23 which is really low so that's you're talking about an xg non penalty of just 1.2 sorry up how much yeah. 0.2 per game right yeah is not very great and in terms of expected goal involvement also is 1.7 so he's getting a lot of these chances but i don't know maybe they're just not falling to him cuz on his positioning which was there in the box it didn't look like somebody who's getting low quality chances right but he, i guess he just so trigger happy when he whichever position he is he just shoots that's probably why in terms of xg he's a bit lower yeah still probably if you had to plump for one of him or gallagher right now who would you go for that's quite an interesting dilemma I'd still go for Gallagher because I think, in terms of especially what I saw last night, I think Vieira is going to realize that he needs Gallagher in that number ten role. He can't be wasting Gallagher in that DM, and I think he's been involved in forty-seven percent of Palace's goals, the most by any English player in the league. And the, if, like, let's say, Mikata comes back into the side, he takes set pieces as well. So I would actually prefer. It's so only the fourth four yellow cards thing that might be sort of off-putting. That is, and he's like uh, I was. I saw the full Palace game yesterday. Every time I was watching it, I was like Gallagher because he tends to go in as well. He's he doesn't hold back. He's proper box to box. Likes to make his tackles, exercise all over the pitch. Uh, but I can't split them. I think you try getting both if you can because both look like good picks over this. It's interesting because that's one of my questions for my team, and we'll come to that when we get yeah. to it. After decide between sort of Bowen or a City mid, and we'll talk about that. In terms of Burnley, nothing really much to talk about. Nothing much to talk about. I think just at home, it's not an easy fixture in terms of attack. I think away they still chip a few goals. That's just my reading from there. They're in a little bit of a 
troubled situation at the moment you know right in the relegation battle i won't be surprised if they get relegated uh this season it, it could be tight i think they're right in it at the moment more than previous seasons not as safe as they were agree agree with that yeah. lester newcastle the james madison show yes yes he look really good and what i notice is him and daka actually have a really good understanding with each other a lot of good one touch interplay between them uh i think the shift is already happening in terms of lester prepping for life without wardy he's fitted in as quite a natural progression uh, progressor and uh, we might see a lot of sub appearances for wardy etc and managing minutes and all of that sort so uh i wouldn't be confident owning wadi in fpl with taka breathing down his neck and doing well every time he's playing uh but uh, we spoke about this when madison got his first all that he's quite a streaky player and we need to remember it last time the next time madison looks confident and gets a haul because he's a confidence player you can see in the way he's playing as playing as well that if he's on it it's a good time to jump on him because he's just streaky and look good look good for his uh, two assists and goal as well just have a quick he just look wants at the fixtures for lester i actually no clue who they play they're not good fixtures not the right time to plumb for uh, lester assets at the moment spurs everton city away liverpool away so after that is when you probably jump for lester assets yeah. not at the time and not since right. we mentioned lester it's a good thing to uh, mention that spurs are back in training since on since sunday so i think that game against tottenham is very very likely to go ahead wait for news but as of now it's more likely to happen than not the game against brighton no sorry now who do they play now who the, does spurs the brighton Lester's, game got postponed Lester. so leicester plays spurs leicester plays spurs yeah uh anything else uh, evans got injured which makes their defense even even worse, worse. and even yeah. then newcastle barely had, could barely muster a chance Yeah, I think if you're a Wilson owner now, you sell. Yeah, and the fixtures get really stiff now, don't they? Yeah, I think Wilson. If you already own Antonio, uh, Watkins to Wilson to Watkins is just a good switch. Is a good right switch now. in terms of differentials. Yeah, Definitely. and I like Watkins. Liverpool, City, United. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are two easy striker moves moving, uh, waiting for you to happen right now. So I think you make that switch. Uh, Quite excited about uh, Mo Salah and Jota against Newcastle, though, because they just don't look good defensively at all. Sure, could, very, very poor. It, very poor. It, it, it could be anything. Don't if if there was a week to captain Mo Salah is a triple captaincy candidate against Newcastle at home. That is how good the fixture is for Liverpool. So don't move the yeah. armband away this week. But I still yeah. wouldn't triple captain because I would worry if they go two nil, three nil up because you'd start seeing the subs very early then. Oh no 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 I'm just uh, uh, exaggerating that point, point to make sure that nobody else is captaining anyone but Salah the only one I'd probably captain if not Salah is Jota. Jota that's about it that's about it if or you want to Trent. play the or even Trent I don't know in mind Trent because the set piece defending from Newcastle is also quite shoddy Yeah I know but this is one of those games where it could be 4 5 you know what I'm saying so you want your attacker on the pace so the only other and Jota has been outstarting Salah for a while just he's not the same caliber of finisher as we've seen uh, in the past two games but if at all you want to play the very high risk variance game jota is the one you captain but i'm not doing it it's it's, it's too risky and i sala in this game see two goals three goals from him move on final fixture palace everton yes benteke Let's bench stop. was surprising i didn't expect that i know we were talking about him last pod really hope not many people went for him but i thought he would offer mm. a bit more when he came on 
than Edward. I don't know what's yeah. happening there. I I actually think Menteke not starting is good for Palace in these easier fixtures because they have a lot more control in the game. They they so what happens is when Menteke is playing, the tendency is you have a big guy up top, you, you tend it. to hoof the ball and hoof the ball. And Palace have technically good players. If you're talking about Edward and uh, Zaha and Gallagher. these guys are good players who know how to pass the ball they're technically good keep the ball on the floor pass around they had control it the first 60 minutes of the game against everton they had full control and i think we might see some more of that uh, i just think palace look better without benteke because they play slightly more like a top half team you know what i'm saying in I terms of point. not not resorting to first root football so uh, and i think it makes gallagher a better asset as well so Definitely. and this is without Eze and Olis uh, starting for the teams as well, who are good technical players. So they do have a good squad of players capable of playing this passing game. So that's that. Well, Hughes was absolutely big for them. I thought he controlled the midfield. He played very well. General, apart from freeing Gallagher, very good player. <laughs> yeah, on some set pieces as well. Uh, got the assist for that Tomkins goal as well. So interesting. uh that but gallagher looks a good pick right now i Fantastic. like zoff mentioned vera is going to realize that he's just better playing further up the field and uh, macarthur is very close to being back in the team as well and the fixtures for crystal palace right now southampton at home watford away spurs away norwich at home west ham at home brighton away uh look good they could the all the way up to the end and if he doesn't get his fifth booking he's absolutely nailed for 90 minutes every game yeah I think probably that is something when it comes to the Bowen versus uh, Gallagher debate. It's probably something that would make me lean towards Bowen because there's not much in them. Yeah, the fixtures right are really good for Bowen as well. After Arsenal, you have Norwich, Southampton, Watford, Palace, Leeds, United, Watford, <laughs> Leicester again. So all the way up to the next like year, it's really good fixture. Yeah, but purpose. Prompt is asking whether we should go for Zaha or Gallagher. Gallagher had the most shots this game week. Of any like he was pretty much playing as a nine. He was. I mean, why why isn't he playing for Chelsea? Such a good player, such a joy to watch him. Also, I, I I've liked him when he was at West Brom as well. He's just a really good at West Brom that he's been given at yeah. Palace. He's definitely gone up a level this year. Proper box to box, proper box to box. Like him, can see him, a cement that starting role for England also very soon. Just rate him, good player, great player. For Everton, yeah. not much really to talk about. I think let's just save time and skip Everton. Are a fixture to target, especially away. Yeah, they don't look like they're in a good place at the moment. Just need to talk about Demare Gray because uh, I think in two or three weeks, uh, Everton's fixtures get really, get really good. They do get better, and uh, I liked what I saw of Gray in this game as well. I think he took four or five shots. Yep, the second trigger happy last. The second in the ticker. I didn't realize that after Chelsea is Leicester, Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, Norwich, Villa, Newcastle, Leeds. That's a really good run. I like Gray for that run. Even Dukure, I just like Gray for that. I like Dukure yeah. also at five point three, five point four. If I was shopping though, in that price bracket, I'd go Gray. Definitely. He's just he just looks like capable of beating his man and taking on short trigger happy player should offer enough value for that price. So, Gray is the one to go. Well, let's just yeah. have a quick look at next week's fixtures before wrapping up. The next week, as in the next week, is actually tomorrow. So let's look at tomorrow's hmm. fixtures before wrapping up. Brentford United, as we mentioned, in doubt. I don't. Want, do you think I should play Bumo in this fixture? Do you think he has a chance? Who is who? Who is the other person you're debating? Bumo versus. I would do a free transfer to Bowen. Who? 
Or Tough one. I don't mind playing. We'll, we'll talk about when we I have my mind. team next. But I generally don't think it's that because Brentford at home, I think that I saw this whole celebration after the game. There's a good atmosphere. There's a feel-good factor. I don't think they'll be yeah. very easy for United this one. I don't mind it. Especially with penalties. City Leeds is one I'm really worried about. Not owning a City mid- midfielder because I think Leeds are going to be a bit drained after their efforts at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I know, but they're fitness monsters as well. Just generally, even the Spurs performance, even the Chelsea performance, Leeds have looked quite good as a unit. They're defensively much better than they were last season as well. So that's just that uh, slight... Uh, uh, the way in which we see them uh, needs to differ. But again, I expect City to win. Absolutely. Standout fixture of the week is definitely Liverpool-Newcastle. Yep, I think... Uh, okay, no. It had stopped. The stream had stopped for a second. It was just a second. No big deal. No, I haven't had any drops at my end. Well, as you move on to our teams, you had 50 minutes. You can probably wrap up before now. Captain C is not a question. Captain Mo Salah. So, Finati, this is not the week to gamble. This is not the week to gamble. Right. <coughs> right. Teams. What next? Just our teams? <coughs> yeah. Your Who's team up next? Up, your, up? your team up first. Uh, I'll just read out the team for the benefit of the listeners. I've got Ramsdale as my keeper, Trent, Reese James, and Alonso in defense. Uh, Cancelo is obviously on the bench because he's suspended for this game. In midfield, I have Salah captain, and then I have Foden, Jota, Gallagher, and Ramsey, who plays Norwich. And up front, I have Ronaldo and Antonio. Livramento first up. Uh, I do have one free transfer. So, of any move you make... How much cash? I've got about 0.2 or something. I think you can do. Like the only thing I thought about again, like you mentioned, is maybe plumping from another plumping for another city midfielder, but uh, it's difficult to fund that at the moment because yeah, Gallagher's how, how got a great find fixture. The money? Like yeah, you can't find the money from anywhere. One move that I could think about is maybe moving Livermore to Dalo and playing him instead of Ramsey and getting That's stronger bad, actually, cover. That I don't like Livermore very much now with how Saints are playing. That's that's one move that I. Uh, had eyed up just Livramento to Dalo and then benching. The other side of that being, you know, Livramento is nailed for minutes. We just spoke about Dalo. You don't really have that. Yeah. That will leave your squad a bit thin because you already have like your Locardia in there. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. So that's the. So I'm looking to either save or making some give him, sort of. Give a him move a go. Like There's Norwich. Just see, you've got Ramsey. Give him a go this yeah. week. Yeah, exactly. And I always like saving in these midweek fixtures because they are very unpredictable in terms of lineups and performances. I would, yep, yep, yeah. wouldn't like to see taking a hit. Now, mine, and I'm going to say Bucker's team as well because we have 15 out of 15 <laughs> identical players. Ramsdale, Trent, James, Alonso, Bumo, Salah, Jota, Gallagher, King, Antonio, and Ronaldo, Foster, Cancelo, Brownhill, and Livramento on the bench. So I have 1.5 in the bank. The options are I can go Bumo to Bowen for free or possibly save this week and downgrade Alonso to, let's say, a Sufal who has very good fixtures or something from the next week and Bumo to Bilva. What do you think? Whew. You have how much in the bank? 1.5. 1. 1. 1. 1. And one, one free transfer, one free right? transfer, yeah. If the United game gets called off, I'm probably going to do the Bumo to Bowen move. Because I'd be Brownhill deep otherwise. No, get, get your city midfielders off. City midfielder, right? That's what I'm thinking. More so than Bowen. Because Bowen doesn't make me shit myself the way watching City. 
sort out does without like a sitting bit but i can even yeah, go for it if i want to like next week right i can down find the money for alonzo downgrade like we are talking about alonzo has to go very soon i just think i prioritize a sitting midfielder now now is the time to get the sitting midfielder you want a sitting midfielder for the next two games yeah but won't take a hit this week right for leeds because ultimately alonzo could do well i don't see poor taking a hit this week i do it the hit i do it yeah i do the hit Mm. especially yeah, you don't know where you you don't know when that hall is going to come and you put yourself in a position i understand alonso is a tough fixture but i just what i always like about these dilemmas and why i think taking the hit is also fine is because your transfers ahead compared to the pack as well especially when you know that this is a player that you want to get that you're sure about so if you're sure about the two players that you are getting i don't mind being transfers ahead and then you are focusing on other things that people are catching up with in the coming week so that's that's just how i think about the game fair enough lava look cuz lot of lot of information is still to be processed by that tomorrow evening let's see yep 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 just a couple of uh, questions people are in the chat were asking if they're benteke owners what to do interesting i'd probably give him one more week and see cuz uh, the fixture is good i'll be don't want to sell him for the southampton fixture yeah but I don't know if they're going to be playing him. I think you know that he's going to be rotated or something of that sort. Uh I don't mind the move to Watkins if you can yeah, afford it. I don't it. mind that. Was in terms of the similar bracket maybe you'll only go for one of the Watford guys. Which I don't want to recommend. I think uh, the Watford I'd guys. I like to give Benteke okay, one more week. It's not like Edward yeah. covered himself in glory. Yeah, I know but he they played better. as a team i get what you're saying that's that's it's long term yeah, is definitely off putting but the southampton are just so poor defensively and palace at home yeah. there's another thing i noticed that palace at home are significantly better than they are away yep yeah. yep yep and uh, people were asking what to do with uh, wadi what's your take there i think he got his rest last game who's a fixture this week spurs spurs at home i'd give it i'd give wadi this game and then probably look to ship him out before the next fixture crunch comes agreed Agree. I quite like holding Wadi again because I don't know how fit the Spurs players are going to be, given the outbreak that they've had as well. You know when they're recovering, etc. So I don't mind uh, Wadi playing. And Leicester at home, little bit of momentum. Give them a give Wadi a go this week. Hmm. Yep. Uh, we've got a super chat. Uh, Sancho he got when Bowen hauled uh, this week. Sancho out for Foden, Grealish. Have Ronaldo and Dalo already. Yeah, you get Foden. Yeah. Get the city mid. definitely yeah it, it's tough to sell a united mid i understand but i like city mids right now we had one Karan more is asking we have one more super chat did you get that one alonso to villa defender villa slash united defender this game week for a hit or wait another game week definitely wait another game week alonso is a good pick this week like you sell alonso only if you're funding like an important attacker like a city attacker or something of that sort otherwise you hold alonso and also worth mentioning that our fixture i just somebody pointed it out in the chat we play on thursday so we just played on yeah. saturday so saturday to thursday is a fairly good turnaround i think we can play yeah. the same bunch of players the, the rotation is after right because it's thursday sunday thursday, that's sunday. the that's Correct. the but it's still the entire saturday sunday week rather than a sunday to saturday week which is a lot better yeah yep 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 uh gundo owners i think you wait for pep's press conference if it doesn't look good you move to another city midfielder yep i'd move i'd move to city mid even if it's for a hit you get the right guy it's better yeah just wait for pep's press conference though cuz that's what that's with any team now that with the whole covid yeah. thing wait as late as you can this week 
Yeah, I, I, I think you need to stop looking at the price change sites in December given the amount of COVID cases we're getting. Cool. No more super chats, please, guys. We want to wrap up. Yep. Good work. Uh, thanks, guys. And we'll probably pod on Friday if there is something to talk about. Uh, if I, I'm, I'm traveling tomorrow, if I'm not there, Zoff and Bakar will probably be there on Friday. If I can make it, uh, we can do a short pod like this on Friday. So if we see you, we'll see you on Friday. If not, we'll definitely see you next Tuesday. See you next week. Oh, we just got one more super chat. Guys, please, one more. I just want to answer this since Ryan has sent it in. ESR, Bowen, or Antonio, who would you bench and would you sell any one of them for Gallego? I'd probably I'd be bench ESR. ESR. ESR at home to West Ham? Yeah, because we don't know how fit he is if he's going That's to start. That slight, that slight dilemma is there. I know that Antonio and Bowen are going to be starting. Yep. I'd probably sell the ESR for Gallego, though, if you can afford that. And then, then probably bench Antonio, not Bowen. Yeah, because Bowen likes to play the counter-attacking teams, right? Precisely. Exactly, man. Cool. Let's wrap up. All right. Thanks, guys. And uh, make sure you're hitting like and subscribe. And uh, if you're on Twitter, do share our pod. It helps us get more traction. So thank you. And we'll see you next week. Good thank luck, you. Guys. Have a good game week. See you soon. Podcast Network.